podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is a proud member of the Fan Hub 100. Football without fans is nothing, so we've partnered with Fan Hub to put fans first. Search Fan Hub app to play your part in the journey. You're listening to the Voices of the Vic podcast with Ben Ayton and Mike Duffy. This episode contains some strong language. Hello and welcome to Voices of the Vic podcast with me, Mike Duffy and Ben Aiton. It's been exactly a month since myself and Ben graced the airwaves to talk about Watford in, in, a, in a football capacity. We obviously had that interview with Chris Stark, which we hope you all enjoyed on the 22nd of May. But in terms of a talking about Watford and performances and everything else, we had our Voices of the Vic end of season awards exactly a month ago today, 15th of May. And uh, it's been a good break. Ben, how's your break been, mate? You've you been all good? Evening, mate. Yeah, all good. Um, really enjoyed the break, actually. I think we both needed it. Um, it's been a bit intense for the last year or so. We had our year anniversary the other day, didn't we, on Sunday. Um, so it's been quite intense. We've not really had a break because um, last season just quickly went into the new season, didn't it? For the end of the Premier League, went straight into the Championship and it was so many games in the Championship as well. So, yeah, this is the first time we've actually had a bit of a break and it's been nice, hasn't it? In a nice way. Um, I, I have missed it as well. Um, chatting football with you. Um, it's not great. Um, not chatting about Watford all the time. But yeah, yeah I, I'm, I'm glad we're back in some kind of capacity to talk about um, transfers and rumours and the questions that we've still got from the listeners. So yeah, um, really enjoyed the break. I've had like um, two little mini trips away. I've been to Isle of Wight. I've been to Clapton with the family. Um, still playing six-a-side football and yeah things things are all good mate I've had my first vaccine as well um, I don't know if I'm coming across sounding like I'm full of cold but had my vaccine on Thursday and it hit me for six um, felt like I've been hit by a bus and I, I, I couldn't go into work yesterday I was that bad but I'm, oh, wow. I feel better today but um, yeah I'm a bit full of cold so I do apologize if it comes across like that no worries, mate. Count yourself lucky you don't always sound like you're full of cold like I do. <laughs> the amount of times, because a lot of my jobs I've had in the past have been taking telephone calls, and the amount of times they say they're trying to make small talk while I'm checking something, and they're like, oh, you got a cold then, have you? And it's like in the middle of summer, I'm like, mm, <laughs> no, that's just how I sound, unfortunately. <laughs> um, so, yeah, but, but like you said, mate, it's been, it's been nice to have a break. I mean, to be honest, mate, these last couple of weeks, you've been doing anything but, because, and this is what the listeners won't know, any any sort of transfer targets that you've seen us tweet about, put on Instagram, just put about anywhere, that's all been Ben, that has, you know, I've I've been really taking a back seat, but you've you've been absolutely smashing it and keeping us up to date with all the transfer news and everything else, which we, uh, we all thank you for. I think one of the listeners said... Um, he put on, I think he put on one of the Instagram posts. It was on Instagram, yeah, yeah. He said, you were the first guys that I heard about it from. So that's hats off to you that he's been. But in terms of the the, the break, it, it has been welcome. Um, you know, from my point of view, um, since we've last recorded, I've um, handed him a notice in at my 
work and then I'm starting a new job on the 21st and I've got my vaccine this Saturday as well, my first vaccine because oh. it's open to me now. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, all, it's all going well, hopefully. So... And you're looking to move soon as well. So, yeah, congratulations on the new job and that. And, yeah, yeah, looking to move soon. So, yeah, things are looking up for yourself. Hopefully, it? mate, more of a career move, this one. You know, I've been working in offices pretty much my entire life. And, you know, no disrespect intended to the companies that I've worked for because, you know, they've they've all been good jobs. But I think it's, time, it's about time I make a career move and I'm going to be learning to be an electrician. So, yeah, fingers crossed all goes well. And then all goes well with the move as well. Obviously, got a Saturday team to manage next season and everything so yeah but um well we, we might as well start because <laughs> as you've seen on twitter and instagram we've got a lot to get through but me and ben decided what we'll do is we'll start with the transfers that have been confirmed then we'll go to a little break and then we'll talk about some of the transfer targets we'll just with the transfer targets we'll just whisk over a few names but then some of them will go into a bit more detail but we'll start in chronological order ben the first transfer of the season confirmed was Quad Bar from Rochdale. Now there are a few murmurs about this one going around, although this one, a couple of the Poxos deals in the last couple of years have, they've, they've not been heavily linked and then all of a sudden we've signed them. Uh, you know, like the, the loser, yeah, Imran loser, I think he was only linked probably about a week before we signed him. Usually, you know, with transfer targets, uh, it's something's in the pipeline for weeks, months, you know, and, and everything else. And then you eventually sign him. But we've quite way by, com- completely come out of nowhere. And he's, um, just to give a bit of an insight to the listeners, we've signed him on a five-year deal. Um, we announced it on the 17th of May. He's 18 years old. He was born in Stuttgart in Germany. He's made 44 appearances for Rochdale in total scoring three and assisting two uh, and here's the interesting part he was on a verge of signing for Man City in January but he failed the medical and you know what Man City are like with their youngsters so the fact that they've almost snapped him up Ben surely points to us bagging a talented player there yeah and he's uh, England under 20s international yeah. is that right um, so yeah um, I, I've, I don't know if any of the listeners have seen it but um, when Watford announced it on their um website they showed one of a couple of his goals for Rochdale as well and he's got a fierce strike on him and um, he scored a brace down at the valley against uh, Charlton mm. um and one of the goals was just like you'd stand up and applaud if that happened mm. in in your ground um yeah. he looks like a really exciting prospect um he, he actually um started his um career at Crystal Palace um he came through like their that. youth system um, he was actually one of the ball boys at Palace as well, um, and he's quite well known down there as well. Because I think there was a game back in um, f- five years ago or so where I think the West Ham goalkeeper Adrian was time wasting, and um, he it was he was really slow reacting to getting the ball back. So what um, Bar did, he he ran onto the pitch and put the ball onto the actual um, the goal <laughs> line for him to take it, and he got a standing ovation from everyone in the, uh, the South Half Park. So yeah. It's quite controversial. Um, I don't think Palace fans like that. He's actually came to Watford. They know how highly rated he was. Um, but yeah, brilliant for Watford to snap it up. And I know we're going to talk about other transfers as well, but I'm really liking the approach that Watford have done this season. They're, they're looking at young, exciting players, people who are, they want to give more faith to the youngsters, don't they? And I think we've seen this with the under-23s where they're, they're looking to 
get new people in. I think Richard Johnson's the head of the under 23s now. Yeah, overlooking Jimmy it. Gilligan, isn't it? Um, yeah, he was a it. bit before my time, Jimmy Gilligan, but the fact that they've appointed two, two well-known names within the Watford community sort of points that they want to start building stuff with the Youth Academy again. Um, yeah. You know, I, I, sorry to interrupt you there, Ben, but I'm sure what you were probably going to say was something along the lines of since the Pozzo's come in, we've maybe not produced as many youth talents as we would have liked. Whereas before that, we were renowned, we were renowned for bringing players through the youth ranks, and that sort of went. So, yeah. It's, it's yeah, no, hundred percent. I think the last person that actually came through the youth system was Tommy Hoban, uh, and that was in the promotion season that we got up from the Championship to the Prem. Since then, we've not really had the youngsters. Yes, we've had a couple of youngsters to make an appearance here and there, like Brendan Mason and that. Um, but we've not really had anyone else who comes in and actually deserves a spot into the side. Yeah. So it's exciting for us to actually sign his young talents, especially when he was linked with a big money move to Man City. Um, unfortunately, he failed a medical, but it, it was it was good enough for Watford. Um, we, we saw it failed and we went in straight away because we saw the boys got talents so, um, you're really excited about this. Also, another thing, whilst we were talking about the under-23s, aren't yeah. you puzzled that there was no one being like a, a lone manager? Like, I think Watford have uh, mentioned it, Adam Leventhal have mentioned it. There's no one at Watford, but prior to now, who was in charge with sending people out on loans, like the youngsters. Yeah, Other that... clubs have a loan manager where Watford didn't have that. I, I found that a bit amusing. I thought, what? Sorry. Yeah, you'd think you'd you'd get more of the under-23s going out on loan. You know, we, we had Sonny Low Everton go out to Eldstone. I think that was only for a small amount of time. Um, I think there was maybe a, a handful of others. But I think absolutely, Ben, you know, the, I think a lot of people have said in the past that these under-23 leagues aren't competitive at all. It's reserve football. It's just yeah. another way of reserve football. Now, if you're a youngster and you're wanting to get through and maybe try and find a path through to the first team, really, what you need to be doing is going out to League Two, conference. You know, if you're a young, young lad, a conference loan wouldn't hurt you if it's top half a conference or, you know, if you're in a relegation battle in a conference or maybe lower league, uh, League Two or, or something like that. Not playing under 23s football week in week out, you know we've we've seen how many people can absolutely smash it at that level, but then they go out alone and they can't really do anything. So, yeah, that that is a little bit, and and hopefully this this move with um, Richard Johnson and Jimmy Gilligan hopefully springs something like that into life, and they can really start maybe paving the way for some youth talent to come through to the first team, hopefully. Yeah, but, um, I think I think Barr's going to be like, I don't think he's, he's, he's not, obviously not good enough for the first team. I well, I was going to ask you that, Ben. Do you think we're going to see him much this season or do you think he'll be out on loan or what would you I, do? I see him featuring in pre-season games. Obviously, Cisco would want to have a look at him and see what he's, what he's about and what he can bring to the side. But I, I think it's probably a bit too... Early, maybe if he was in the championship, they might have wanted him to stick around. Um, yeah. and then he might have been just like Joseph Humbo and have bench appearances and learning the trade, um, traveling up and down the country and training with the first team. But I think it's just a bit too early for him. Look, he's a young, young kid, he's got a five year contract. We're going to see a lot of him in the future, but I think, I think it's going to be good for him to maybe get like a, a championship loan spell, um, maybe to like a lower. Championship, and I'm going to throw a team out there. I think he probably could suit. I think he could suit Peterborough down to a T. That's a good shout, especially they. Funnily enough, I, I 
you've you've just linked Sonny in perfectly for me. Uh, although we're obviously going to touch on transfer targets later on, but one of them is um, Sakiri Dembele that we've been linked with. Yeah. And if he does leave Peterborough, I'm not saying they're like for like, but it's similar positions, I think. And you know they they could he could suit them down to the ground as you say maybe maybe even Hall you know just come up um, I'm, I'm trying to think Blackpool as well possibly but yeah it, it's going to be interesting I, I, I like yourself don't think he will be featuring much this season um, unless of course he, he has an absolutely amazing pre-season uh, but something else you said as well obviously the, the fact that we, we're looking to younger players um, he, that's something that you know, the listener will sort of pick up on if they haven't already because the, the, the age of some of these players that we've A, signed so far and B, linked with and on the years, they, you know, Quado Bar was on a five-year deal. The Pozzos love a five-year deal. So the fact that we're <laughs> going down that youth, with that, that sort of younger player um, route just highlights what the Pozzos want to do here and I'm really looking forward to it. Um, so that was on the 17th of May, 27th of May, another man through the, the door, this time from League 2 Grimsby Town, uh, Matty Pollock, he's 19 years old, he's made 58 appearances for Grimsby in total, scoring four goals, and he made his debut in the 2018-19 season. Now, um, it was quite interesting, Ben, because we, we often you know exchange notes between each other and everything else, and you actually put on there when mentioning Matty Pollock, possible to go out on loan. And I, I said, did you read that somewhere? And you actually think that he's another one that will go out on loan. But before you talk to, well, before you tell me about whether you think he will or not, what, what do you think of the signing centre-back? He's, he's, he's uh, meant to be solid. I've seen mixed reviews, to be honest, from Grimsby fans. Some disappointed that he's left and some saying that he was too inconsistent. But what, what was your thought on the signing? Um, it's another, <clears throat> it's another youngster through the door that I think he's got potential. Um, I think Watford have seen that this season. They're looking to get the the average uh, age down of the squad, and they're looking to improve on their youngsters because um, I don't think they have much faith in the under twenty threes at the moment. If if I'm brutally honest, um, and I think Pollock coming in is, will be a good addition to the under twenty threes or the Watford starting lineup in a few years' time. Mm. I think it's another case of Ben Wilmot 2.0 at the moment. I think he's, he's, he's a promising youngster. He needs to go out alone, learn the trade, just like Wilmot did, and then come back and see what, what he can bring to his side. Um, yeah. But like you say, Grinsby fans were a bit bit 50-50, really, weren't they? Some fans were gutted. Other fans were like, well, he was injured for part of last season. He didn't really play. Others saying... One main issue that I, I do have about it, and Groomsley fans highlighted um, his pace. He's yeah. not a quick guy. You, you'd think for a young guy, what is he about? Nineteen years of age. Nineteen. Yeah. He, he's going to be. He's going to be quick. But supposedly, all the Groomsley players are saying that they've seen buses turn quicker than him, <laughs> and, and that um, in in the Premier he would get absolutely destroyed with the pace. Um, but. It's one of those, isn't it? I think we would have to send him out on loan again just to see what he can do. Um, definitely too early to be involved with a Watford team. But I, I, I liked his interview on the Watford website, on yes. Watford YouTube. He, he looked very very similar vibes from Ben Wilmot, actually. Ben Wilmot was saying he, he throws his body in the way and he's here to fight for his place and he's not here to sit on the bench and that. And 
Pollock did exactly the same, and I was like, okay, I like this. I like that you're you're willing to graft, but you and you know it's not, you're not going to play straight away. He said, I know if I have to sit on the bench for a few months before I, I make my appearance, I'll do that. So I, I like that about him. Um, what do you make of the whole signing? Do you think it's a, a, another true bit of business from Watford? I, or I think so. You know, the, I, I think he's been linked with sort of similar level teams, to be honest. Yeah, um, he's linked with Wolves yeah. and, and West Brom. I was speaking to a chap called Charlie Zazera, who, you know, listeners might have seen that we used to do stuff on Clubhouse and he does stuff on Twitter Spaces now. Um, and he said that he was speaking to Ian Holloway um, about him because I think Charlie knows Ian Holloway and Ian Holloway himself, although I uh, I wasn't, you know, he didn't get a glowing reference from me, Ian Holloway, but um, he said that he, he wouldn't be surprised, you know, if, if, if he sort of made that step up and was playing up there in, in, in a few years or, you know, even now. But I think like yourself, you know, when you first said to me that you, you saw him go out, going out alone, I was a bit 50-50, but I think he's 19 years old. We've signed him on a five-year deal. Um Maybe, like you said, get him out on loan. Um, maybe even, you know, just just so he can get some game time at a higher level. You know, he's, he's been playing at League Two. I think Grimsby got relegated last season. If, if, if Yeah, uh, that's the thing as well. We got relegated down to the conference as so, well. But he, he only played with a small handful of games yes. at the start of the season. Yeah, and that was he, under Ian Holloway as well. And then once uh-huh. Holloway left... I don't think he was in the side because of selection and injury. So, but I, I think it, he's got the right builds to be a really 100%. good centre back. I think he's very similar to Harry Maguire on his builds. <laughs> um, yeah, Harry Maguire isn't the quickest of players, is he? And it, he can show that he can be a decent defender without pace. It, it's all about um, positioning, isn't it, and reading the game. And I think if if he's got that upstairs, then he could be a top draw defender. Yeah. Absolutely, I, I completely, completely agree. Um, you know, it, we've it, it's going to be interesting as well. Obviously, me and Ben are making these predictions. These players could turn around and have an absolutely blinding pre-season. So, you know, who knows what's going to happen there. One player which we don't expect to go out on loan, and again, a five-year deal. Um, on the 1st of June, it was announced that Imran Loser, unfortunately that is how he pronounced his name. So, now we've got Loser and success on the same team. So uh, he goes from one extreme to another. Um, 22 years old. Um, he's signed from Nantes in France, and he was born in Nantes as well. He's made 66 appearances for Nantes, scoring 12 goals and assisting six. And he's also made five appearances for Nantes B, scoring one goal. And he also made his debut in 18-19, as well as Matty Pollock did. Um this one's definitely for the first team, Ben. I'll be honest, I don't know a lot about him. Again, um, name, you know, talking when I said that I was talking to Charlie, uh, we we originally were speaking to a um, a gentleman that was from a scouting network, like on Twitter, and he was talking about Imran Loser, and he, he most of those seven goals were penalties that he scored last season, but he, he sounds like an exciting player. Um, my worry is though, and I don't know if you've got you've got the same worry, Ben. But where would he fit in in the midfield? Surely this means that someone is going to have to, you know, one of the regulars from last season is going to have to lose his place because of it. How do you see him going with us? Um, I think Watford have brought him in thinking they want to improve the team and the squad, and also they've got one eye on Nathaniel Chalaber, having been in his last year of his contract, and so is Will Hughes. 
what's to say if one of them or both of them didn't want to uh, sign a new contract so they've kind of had to look elsewhere but I think he'll be a good addition to the side I think he's very similar in the style of play that Will Hughes plays um, very technical on the ball um, he's, he's, I've also seen that he's a, maybe the replacement for Etienne Capu but I don't think yeah that was I, the comparison I was think, trying to think of yeah yes. but I've not seen enough of him to say that he's um, that good of enough mm. to be a Capu replacement but yeah but Chalaba stepped up brilliantly last season didn't he and oh, ended up being um, the replacement for Capu so I, I'm, I am really excited about this signing I think he's, he's a set piece taker as well um, he, he takes corners he, he, he was on their penalties last season once and he and helped steer them away from relegation because um, it went down to a playoff game didn't it to see yeah, if he was going down one or of not them... They're one of the weird leagues that have these relegate. Well, I say weird leagues. I've sort of grown to the idea. I think Scotland do it where if you yeah. finish in a relegation zone, you play someone that's in looking to get promoted. So, and then if you win that, you stay up. Or if they win that, they get promoted. And yeah, yeah, it's similar to what they did. But you were talking about there, Ben. He's a set piece specialist. Do you think maybe next season, if he's a regular starter, do you think that means no more? Troy Deeney absolutely bollock it down the middle penalties. Do you think he's a new penalty taker at the Vic? Um, I don't. If Troy's on the pitch, you're not taking that ball off Troy Deeney, are you? <laughs> Unless Cisco's said that, that he, he's yeah. a new penalty taker, but I don't think Cisco would take it away from Troy if he's on the pitch. If he's not on the pitch, yes, I think he will probably be Watford's penalty taker. Mm. Um, he looks very convincing when he stands over the ball. I've seen a few of his penalties. Keepers can't get anywhere near them. Um, puts them right into the corner of the net. So, yeah, I think he's a future Watford penalty taker, a regular penalty taker. But, um, yeah, I've re- I do really like this signing. Um, it's another one that kind of came out of the blue, wasn't it? I think it was yeah. all done and dusted within two days, wasn't it? I think people on Twitter... Well, it's been interesting, hasn't it? The Watford transfer... Um, transfers that are happening basically if you, if you follow the Watford sporting director um what's his name Christian Duretti uh, Duretti um he basically follows Watford targets when they're <laughs> really close to being announced so I think there's a guy on um, Twitter called Sean um it, it, to be fair he, he was the first one to spot that we was linked with loser I think it was the first one to spot about Pollock as well and then within a couple of hours, Watford announced the signing. So if you want to be up to date with all the Watford transfers, just have a look to see who he is following. <laughs> yeah, well, there's a couple more that he follows as well, which we're going to get into um, in, 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 a, in a little bit in terms of the transfer targets because we have officially signed one more player, which uh, <laughs> it is puzzling, but at the same time, it's low risk in my eyes. And um, you you know, you know, you can have your say as well, Ben, but we've signed Ashley Fletcher from Middlesbrough and he, he signed just four days ago from, well, I mean, he officially joins from the 1st of July because that's when his contract runs out from Middlesbrough. But, you know, he's he's someone that's well known, uh, I think, anyway. You know, if you know your, your championship football and, and your Premier League football, if you like your football documentaries, he featured in um, Sunderland Till I Die. I think it was the first season he featured in. Yeah, I don't think he could hit a cow's ass with a banjo at Sunderland, so that's probably not the most <laughs> clothing reference I can give him. But 25 years old. 
He's made 204 appearances so far. And I thought that's quite decent for a 25-year-old. And he scored 55 goals in those 204 appearances. He made his debut in 2013-14 season for Manchester United's youth team in the UEFA Youth League. Now, out of the 204 appearances, this is where it lets him down a little bit, 16 of them, only 16 have been in the Premier League with West Ham. Um, he also he's played the Europa League qualifying with West Ham as well because I think they got into Europa League a couple of years ago uh, they're obviously in it again this season coming but they got into it a couple of years ago and he was there um, he has though he has won the Football League trophy in 2015-16 with Barnsley I think he got promoted with Barnsley as well and scored yes, in the playoff final scored at Wembley yeah. um, and he's back to back under 21 Premier League champion with Manchester United in 14-15 and 15-16 season so wasn't a bad year for him in 15-16. Ben, I was in conversation with a, a young gentleman on our Twitter post, uh, on our Instagram post, sorry, when you tweeted about the, the signing. And so. <laughs> he, he wasn't very happy with the signing. And my personal view is it's a very low-risk signing. Uh, and again, ladies and gents, he's, he's signed on a five-year deal. He's still young. I'm 25 still young. Absolutely. I'm, I'm totally behind that. Nothing wrong with being 25 years old. Uh, although I'm only 25 for another couple of days. Um, but he's cost nothing. I can't imagine he's on astronomical wages. And he's English. Although our homegrown quota is absolutely fine. To me, Ben, he's a low-risk signing. And Adam Leventhal's even said on The Athletic, and he's not viewed to be one of these that's going to be starting week in, week out, unless he has an absolutely amazing pre-season. And then if he did get picked, he was absolutely amazing and went on an amazing run. He's not one of these players that's going to be starting week in, week out. So to me, this is quite a low-risk signing. Is that the viewpoint that you're having on it as well? or I totally agree with you. I don't like seeing the Watford fans write him off straight away. Um, look, we've, we've done that before with Dan Gosling and look how that's panned out. Um, he's actually been a brilliant um, signing for the club. We've done it before with other players as well before they've even kicked a ball. Um, yep. So let's give the guys a chance first. Um, I think maybe people have thought, well, we've had this discussion in our WhatsApp group. If this is the only sign of Watford's makes this summer, then mm-hmm. yes, you, you, you deserve to have a go and moan at the recruitment because yes, we're in the prem now, and Ashley Fletcher is the only strikers we've signed. But this is we're getting the business done really early. Um, if I, I reckon there's going to be another signing of a striker, one or two. There's, there's players rumoured already, isn't it? That we're going to go through later of who could potentially sign as well. So let's not write him off too much yet. Um, and what also annoys me is people are saying, oh well. Middlesbrough let him go. Um, hang on, Ashley Fletcher was in a contract and he decided to run it down. He actually turned down a new contract at Middlesbrough as well because he wanted to move away from a club. Um, and that's when interest came in from other clubs, uh, teams at the top of a championship and ourselves. Watford, who have just been promoted. So obviously his head's going to be turned and he won't sign a new contract with Middlesbrough. So I, I just wanted to make that clear as well. Yeah. But last season, yes, you could look at his record and he only scored two goals last season. But he only played 12 games because he was injured. The season before, he scored 12, 11 goals in the championship and he scored goal of a month as well for an amazing oh, effort Jesus, from about 45 amazing. yards out when he, he um, was against West lobbed the keeper. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. Mm. Look, I, I, I think it's a good signing. I think it's going to improve the, the squad depth. I think he's possibly maybe better than Andre Gray 
due to his age is younger. He's got more probably potential sell-on fee. He's on a lower wages. I think he could maybe offer more than Andre Gray. Look, we've seen situations this year when the ball falls to Andre Gray in a six-yard box and he can't hit the back of the net. Mm. I think if it, that falls to Ashley Fletcher, that's going into the back of the net. Um, I think he brings more to the game than Andre Gray. Gray can stretch the defence, but there's more to Ashley Fletcher. Like he said in his um, interview with Watford, he's not just a typical target man. Yeah, I did like that. He, he can do more. He can, he can play with a ball on the floor. He can dribble past people. It was actually a threat for Middlesbrough against us on the opening game of the season. Yes, he, yeah, he, he was their only outlet. He, look, he looked dangerous. He had a couple of good opportunities and it was like we had to try and keep him quiet and fortunately we got the clean sheet that day. But yeah, I think it's a decent signing, mate. Yeah, and uh, you know, I think you've highlighted it perfectly there, Ben, at the start of your you, your little talk about in there. Because if this was right towards the end of the transfer window, I'm not saying that this yeah, would ever happen. Day. If this was deadline day and we'd not signed a striker yet and we'd just signed Ashley Fletcher, then be pissed off. But like, not a problem because to sign him when. You know, you need a striker desperately and it's transfer deadline day. It, it, it does show a lack of ambition. But the fact is, we've got it done early. We've got it wrapped up. Yes, he scored two goals last season. But as you've rightly pointed out, he only played a handful of games because of injury. Then he scored 11 goals before that. And yes, it's in the championship. So, you know, I know people will sit here and say, well, it was in the championship and we've been promoted. Nobody's saying that he's going to be starting every Premier League game next season. I would happily have a bet right now to say that he does not rack up more than 15 appearances in the Premier League. In fact, I'd go one better. I'd say he doesn't rack up more than 10 appearances in the Premier League because 15 is almost half the season. I don't think he will. He'll be used as a utility player and he'll be used in the Cups. And do you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if he takes that opportunity in the Cups to, to, to try and sort of force his way through because no player signs for a club wanting to just sit there on a the bench unless you're Bradley Rose Phillips when he moved to Chelsea or moved to Man City I think it was when he was obviously just doing it for the money but no he will want to prove his point and he will get his chance in the Carabao Cup the FA Cup and everything like that I mean Watford's annual um, Carabao Cup run will probably be ended in round two by I don't know who's just been promoted Sutton United in you know they'll probably knock us out in in round two but he will he will take those cup opportunities and he will grab it with both both hands. I genuinely don't think he'll make more than 10 appearances in the Premier League. Um, so for those people that are panicking, chill out. The transfer window only opened on the 9th. I think the international transfer window opens on the 1st of July. So let's just not panic just yet, guys. Um, but yeah, that's all the signings that we've made. Uh, just another bit of news as well. Rob Elliott signed a new two-year deal. I'll be honest, it surprised me, but um, I think um, I, I was speaking to a Newcastle fan um, a couple of weeks ago and he said he's not overly surprised that we've done this because he's a good character to have, you know. And you look back on the, the, the times, you look at the characters that we have in and around the dressing room. Uh, Gomez signed up, um, you know, when, when he'd stopped playing, he was an influential character in the dressing room. Um, I'm trying to think who else. We, Rennie Gilmartin. Rennie Gilmartin. Yeah. He, he's another one. He was an influential character in the dressing room. And I think Rob Elliott will play that character this year. You know, you look at the goalkeepers that we've got. Ben Foster, we know he's experienced. Dan Backman, he's... Other than that, slight mistake he made in the Euros against North Macedonia. Uh, I think he was brilliant other than that. He was brilliant against England, uh, I thought, personally. And 
he's going to be the number one going into the season. So I, I've got no qualms with Rob Elliott signing a new two-year deal. Have you, Ben? No, I think you've summed that up perfectly. I, I, I Yeah, I think it's a decent renewal. I think he's not going to play. He's, he's quite happy no. to sit on the bench and play back up um, and be ready when he's called upon. Um, like you say, I think it's another character behind the scenes that's quite important behind the scenes, actually, just like Rene Gilmartin was mm. uh, back in the day. So, yeah, I think it's a, a good appointment um, for Watford to get him on for another two-year deal. And whilst we were discussing Rene Gilmartin, he's actually been appointed assistant yes. manager at Swindon Town, hasn't he? Yeah, so massive, massive good luck to Rene. I, I popped the tweet out. When when that news was announced on our Twitter, I popped the tweet out. His co-commentary with John Marks back in that promotion season, it was the promotion season, wasn't it? Or was uh, it the season before? It might have been the season under Sonino. Um, I can't remember. I think no, I think it was the promotion season, uh, but his his co-commentary was brilliant, and you could tell he was a character. Um, he'd been working with Ireland's um, youth team, I think, um, up until being appointed for to Swindon. So, best of luck to him uh, at Swindon Town, and hopefully it all goes well for him. But we're going to go to a quick ad break, and then when we come back, we'll be talking about the transfer targets that we've been tweeting about and just having our say on them so yeah we'll be back after this quick ad break if you're looking to buy a property give property prize guru a call they specialize in helping buyers on their property search and can even negotiate on your behalf potentially saving you thousands email info at propertyprizeguru.co.uk and use reference house 07 that's house 07 for a discounted rate yeah thanks for rejoining us for part two of voices of the vic we uh, we hope you enjoyed that first segment there talking about the the players that have signed so far for us um and hopefully there's many many more now this first transfer target that we're going to talk about some of them we're literally going to reel off the names um and that we'll, we'll just tell you how old they are, what club they're at and what position. And then some of the others, we're going to go into a bit more detail about them because there's probably more to it. We're going to start with the most obvious one first because, I, to be honest, Ben, I was hoping that by the time we recorded tonight, because we recorded on Tuesday the 15th of June and he was having his medical today. I think the Watford Observer said he was meant, he was, he was having, he's meant to be having his medical yesterday, but... It's now. It was then delayed for today, so I was hoping it was going to be announced in time for us recording, but it doesn't look like that's the case. Danny Rose, he's been released from Tottenham. He looks set to be joining back. He's 30 years old. He's made 291 career appearances, scoring 11 goals, and 194 of those 291 have come in the Premier League, and 11, nine of those 11 goals have also come in the Premier League, and uh, those... Those old enough to know, he will, they will remember that he had a brief loan spell back with us in 08-09 season, making seven appearances and playing 327 minutes. Now, Ben, again, a little bit of a mixed reaction, but personally, and also as well, we might as well say it now, we will talk about Ashley Young towards the end, but firstly, Ben, does this end, Lord, spell the end of our pursuit of Ashley Young? And secondly, how's your thought process towards his signing because personally I think if he can get his head down and knuckle down I think this is a brilliant signing considering it's going to be on a free 
Yeah, I think it puts the Ashley Young rumours to bed, really, and that's why you've probably seen in the last couple of days that Burnley uh, are leaked with him. Um, I think his yep. agent's trying to get him a move now. Um, possibly Ashley Young was a bit too greedy for Watford. Um, we we heard that brilliant interview with Scott Duxbury on the from the rookery and fantastic interview, and he he said on that that Watford aren't going to spend silly amount on wages now, and uh, maybe Ashley Young was one of those guys who wanted a silly amount to come to Watford. Because, um, like you said to me the other day and to someone else, this would probably be Ashley Young's last contract in football. So he probably wants a decent payout now. Um, and Scott Duxbury's probably seen that and thought, let's see what else is about and see what we can do. And it is looked not too far away. Um, Tottenham, they've released Danny Rose and seen that he's available after being released. Um, there was history with Danny Rose. And yes, he's played for the club before, but Watford almost signed him on the deadline down a couple of years ago. Um, yeah. and it was down to Daniel Levy who was being really stubborn. He's very similar to Pozzo's uh, Gino, where he, he wants to get every single penny out of you. Um, and Watford, Gino wasn't budging and he didn't want to pay over the odds for Danny Rose. Uh, it didn't come off that time, but he's gone back in for him now. And I think it's, a good bit of business. I think he's probably a better option for Ashley Young. I said to you yesterday, he's actually five years younger than Ashley yeah, Young. Yeah, I couldn't believe that. Um, he's only 30, whereas Ashley Young's 35. So I think he he can offer more than him. Um, Ashley Young, he, he would only be looking for a one-year, two-year contract. Um, Danny Rose is going to come in on a two-year contract, it looks like. But if if he impresses, there's no, there's no harm in um, Absolutely. renewing it and getting him to stay at the club for longer. I just hope... Danny Rose, there's two Danny Roses, I think. I think there's a Danny Rose that we've seen on the Amazon documentary you know where what, he, though, he's ben? obviously lost his shit with Jose Mourinho, but he was a player and he just wanted to play football. Exactly. And, yeah. and and he wasn't really treated fairly, I don't think. Exactly. For, and I don't know why Amazon's shown that. Obviously, they're, they're looking to um, about boost the views, numbers. Really. Yeah, it's about the views, but... No, not why Amazon showed it. I don't know why Tottenham allowed to show it because it just showed how poorly run Tottenham is mm-hmm. and how how things behind the scenes don't look good. And that's why Pochettino ended up leaving because the things behind the scenes, it, it wasn't good. It was not a good vibe. So I, I just hope we get for Danny Rose that he's hungry. He's obviously hurt from being released at Tottenham or maybe he's actually quite happy he's been released from Tottenham because he wasn't getting played. Um, he's had a loan spell at Newcastle under Steve Bruce when we was in the Premier League. Um, I think he played against us at the Vic when there was no crowds. Um, yeah. So yeah. I think he's, he's, um, he's got a point to prove. I think with the right attitude, I think he would be a really good signing. Um, would I play him in front of Adam Messina though at the moment? I'm not sure. It's really tough. Really? I think... I think I've, I've, well, I think that you... one picks himself, you know, Ben. And l- listen, with me saying that, that's no disrespect to Adam Messina because Adam Messina was, was, was brilliant for us last season. I mean, well, I say brilliant. There was a couple of times last season where he was questionable. But towards the end of the season, you know, when Cisco, everything was clicking right, I, feel, I thought he was really, really good. But I think that one picks himself. I think... Bernie I've... Rose has got to start. I think there's, there's a couple of things. You and me we, and other listeners, before... Um, the start, well, at the start of the season, I think we all said that it would be happy if Adam Messina moved on. Uh, <laughs> we didn't, we didn't yeah. really think he was a, a good defender and he would be good enough for Watford in a championship. 
But since he came back from his injury um, and made that brilliant appearance off the bench against Norwich at home, I think he's just grown stronger and stronger. And I just feel if if it comes to a first game of the season and Adam Messina's not starting, I'd feel so gutted for Adam Messina because of what he contributed to the season last year. But look, we need to improve on the side, don't we? And yes, Danny Rose would improve the side. I just think for a bit of sentiment, I think I might start Adam Messina and then have Danny Rose just on his heels and he would come in straight away whenever there's a mistake from Adam Messina. And it won't be long because if there is mistakes in him, um, but yeah, I just think I've look. I've seen on Twitter today that there's we've we've been linked with another left back. We've been linked with so many left backs at the moment. Watford Observer have obviously came out and said there's nothing in it, um, and we're alluding to uh, Connet from Leon. Yeah, he's Maxwell. more of a he's more of a winger though. He's only played a splatter in a games at left back, mm. but it's almost as if. Um... But it's we thought we're we're being linked with so many left backs at the moment, and it's like, do they not trust Adam Messina as well? Um, and I've seen people on Twitter today saying, wouldn't be surprised if we end up signing another left back and end up sending Messina out on loan to Indonesia. Um, so that'll be interesting to to watch and see what happens with that as well. But um, yeah, it's it's going to be an interesting one. It's going to be enjoyable seeing what um, Cisco does. It's going to be interesting when it comes to the first game of the season and seeing, looking on Twitter at two o'clock to see what side um, is actually picked. Yeah. Because yeah, Danny Rose does definitely improve the starting lineup. It's just whether Cisco wants to stick with the players that got him promoted or does he want to bin them out straight away and put in the new signing. It's it yeah, it's one of those, isn't it? It's going to be interesting. Yeah, it really, really is. And to be honest, I was uh, I was hoping you'd be speaking a little bit longer there because I don't know if the listeners can hear that. But I'm outside at the moment recording and uh, I'm in the unfortunate slash fortunate position of being directly under the flight path of East Midlands Airport. So this plane just flew over as you were speaking then. So if everyone heard, heard that, <laughs> then I do apologise. But uh, yeah, no, I completely agree with everything you just said, Ben. And, you know, it's it's going to be interesting to see. Mate, I'm, I'm just buzzing for football, like, coming back already. I know the Euros are running everything else, but I'm just looking forward to uh, domestic football coming back, to be honest. But... What what would you do with a situation? Would you start Danny Rose from the off? Um, if you start him, if you start him in pre-season, then yeah, um, I, I would. I, I think he's good enough to just slot back into a Premier League side. A lot of people, well, there'll be some people that will be listening to this thinking, well, that's not very, you know, fair on Adam Messina. He's just helped us get promoted and everything. But um, it's, you know, if you go with experience, you, when you <laughs> The, the thing about Cisco is, yes, he's a brilliant character and all that, but when you get promoted, you have to be ruthless. Uh, mm. And if Danny Rose is a better option, um, then you you simply have to start him because look what happened last time. We we suffered at the because you know we perhaps didn't make decisions in terms of team sheets where we perhaps should have done. So yeah. 
Yeah, like I said, it's all about the, the attitude of Danny Rose, isn't it? He's obviously going to be joining a new side and he's got a point to prove and he wants to be hungry and he wants that starting lineup. So he might come in from day one and impress this guy and be and he might be the number one left back straight away. I hope Another so. thing I'll, I'll throw at you, if we were to sign Ashley Young, would you start him over Adam Messina? Because I'm not sure I actually would. No, um, I, I don't think I would. You know, I, I think... So then that just shows how good of a signing Danny Rose is because it's actually an upgrade on um, Ashley Young, isn't it? Mm. Absolutely. And like, that's no disrespect to Ashley Young. And a lot of people might be listening thinking, well, fuck Ashley Young, you know, he's, he's, he's done all this, he's done all that, but... I'd only have him for the set pieces just to score another free kick. Yeah, it's... Um, yeah, uh, his set pieces are a real, real good sort of threat, as, as we noticed when they played against us in that 4-2 season, as, as yet another plane comes over my head. I mean, I thought we were in lockdown, mate, and all these planes are coming over my head. I'm sure that's... A, I, Sure, that's the same one that's just come round here. I think he's just done a U-turn by the looks of it. Are you, are you sure you're not plane spotting? Have you got your notepad <laughs> out and you're writing down all the numbers on the back of the, yeah. the plane? Well, if I am, I'm writing the numbers down to put a complaint into East Midlands Airport. So, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, yeah that one's gone now. So hopefully there's no more. But yeah, no, um, Ashley Young set pieces are obviously very, very good. And um, we, we're still really yet to see the, the set pieces of um, Philip Zinkenagel and obviously we've got a set piece specialist in Imran Luza so you know we could be spoiled for choice with set piece takers next season Ben considering we almost didn't score for one well considering we almost didn't score from one for what five years was it or six years I don't know but um, yeah it's going to be interesting I, I, and I can see Ashley Young going to Burnley to be honest Ben because um, I didn't realise this is how old I am Ashley Young played with Sean Deutsch at Watford when Deutsch oh, yeah, was captain I, I was like Jesus Christ, I am old. Yeah, um, there was a link. If, if yeah. you didn't know that Sean Dyche and Young had um, a relationship before and you just saw Ashley Young to Burnley, why would he go there? But yeah. it kind of makes sense and you're like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, see this. Absolutely. Um, next player we've been linked with is, it's going to be a little bit quiet on this next one, Ben. Um, this sort of come about a couple of weeks ago. And it's Lewis Ferguson from Aberdeen. He's a centre mid. He's 21 years old. And um, <laughs> we've had a two million bid rejected by Aberdeen. Now, what made me laugh about all this was... <laughs> they weren't Aberdeen, happy, were they? They weren't best pleased, Ben. They put a statement out saying, Aberdeen Football Club is greatly disappointed to have received a written transfer request from Lewis Ferguson today. This request made after the club dismissed what can only be described as an insulting offer from an English Premier League club for one of Scotland's most talented young midfielders, was rejected immediately. The club holds Lewis in high regard, having made a significant investment to both acquire and develop Lewis. Uh, he's a bright future ahead of him as an integral part of, and this is another name that people recognise, Stephen Glass's squad. So as we know, Stephen Glass scoring a free kick against Burnley in the FA Cup quarter-final uh, back in 2003, I think it was. Uh, 2002-3 season, I think it was. But, yeah, Ben, so we've had that bid rejected. Um, he scored 10 goals for Aberdeen in all competitions. Rangers are also interested. And 
when they said they made significant investment, that's because he moved from Hamilton Ap- Academic in 18-19 season. He's already 140 appearances to his name in all comps. And that includes, which is quite impressive, Europa League qualifying. Um, it's Like I said, Ben, it has gone a bit quiet on this one. Can you see this one materialising again? He's, he's a centre mid. Do we need any more midfielders? Or would, would that maybe signal that another midfielder is going to be on the way out? Or what, what's your thought process around this one, Ben? I think I think because the whole Brexit and that, um, I think it's easier to shop in Europe and at home. Um, that's where we've seen the two signings of Barr and Pollock come in. Yeah. I think Watford are looking over in Scotland at the moment to see who the next exciting Scottish player to come out, out is. Because um, obviously we've seen the likes of Andrew Robertson, Kieran Tierney, um, John McGinn as well. And and now Lewis Ferguson is actually really highly rated and he scored a few goals in Europa League for Aberdeen last year as well. Um, he looks a very exciting prospect. I, I do think maybe we need to offer a little bit more than two million <laughs> for for someone like that. But um, yeah. I think he's a good, an exciting attacking midfielder. I think he's very similar to how John McGinn plays. Um, I don't think he would be a starter. I think he's someone you would develop, but you would have him in your matchday squad. Where we said earlier about Pollock and Barr, I think you'd want to send them out on loan. I think Lewis Ferguson would be someone you'd probably have on the bench um, and you'd maybe want him to impact it off the bench. Um, Because I think the centre midfielders are maybe a little bit light. Um, I I think we've let go um, Carlos Sanchez. Um, I've seen that maybe... Dan Gosling might not stick around next season. I think Watford oh, really? might. Yeah, I think I've seen it somewhere. I'm not sure if it was Adam Leventhal said about some uh, it on the Athletic, but maybe Watford would look to get rid of uh, Gosling. Um, oh, maybe, but, yeah, um, I don't think they want him for the Prem. I think they just wanted him to get out of the Championship, which is a bit sad. I, I wouldn't yeah. want that to happen, but yeah, it's. I think I think it's just gone quiet because. The season's finished over in Scotland. The player's obviously on his holidays. I saw, well, I saw he was in London the other day as well. He so was, I, yeah. I, I did think, oh, maybe he's um, in contact with Watford still. But I think I think it's just going quiet for a couple of weeks and then Watford will look at it again. I don't think Watford are just going to put in a bid. it get rejected and it would end there. I think Watford will come back with a second bid and then we'll, we'll look to see what happens from that bid. Yeah, and... You know, when this was announced, you popped it on uh, Instagram as you've you've been doing. Uh, one of my mates who is um, he's massive into his Scottish football is um, I think he's a Celtic supporter in terms of Scottish football uh, terms. But he was like, Lewis Ferguson's amazing. Like you have to sign him. Like he'd be brilliant. And the fact that Rangers are interested as well, they went the whole season unbeaten, didn't they? So. It's um, it is something that you know he's obviously a good player with these big name play uh, big name teams after him and maybe the two million bids you know if he's very very highly regarded is a little bit of a, a, a piss take but we might be just testing the waters I don't know and as I says it has gone a bit quiet but hopefully over the next couple of weeks it can materialise again um, sticking with Scotland. Um, as you said, Ben, it looks like we, we are looking in the Scottish market and hopefully finding a new or a, a, a new version of Andrew Robertson, a, a new John McGinn. 
Left back, Josh Doig from Hibernian, 19 years old. He's been subject to a bid in the region of 4 million. And he's made a handful of appearances in left mid two as well, so he doesn't just play left back. And he had a brief loan spell at Queen's Park in Scottish League 2 in 1920, making seven appearances. And he's made 36 appearances for Hib so far. Now, if we saw any Danny Rose, we've obviously let go of, um, of oh Christ, he's, uh, Ashraf Lazar. We've got, we'll have Danny Rose and we'll have Messina. So, really, we could do with maybe another left back. Could you see this one coming off, Ben, or do you think we don't need him if we saw any Danny Rose? Um, I, I do see it coming off only because um, Christian Giratti is following him on Instagram. Um, mm-hmm. So, that's, a, that's another one he could potentially be signing. Um, there was, I think, there was contact between Watford and. Um, Hibernian, I think the um, Scottish record have stated it as well. Um, but Watford were showing interest at maybe the wrong time of the season for him. Um, when the Watford season finished, Hibernian had a very important Scottish Cup final to prepare for. Um, they ended up losing that as well. So I think it's the same. The player's on holiday now. Uh, and maybe they'll readdress it in a couple of weeks' time. But I, ha- I have seen the other day that... Arsenal are linked with him and Arsenal yeah. have maybe stepped up their pursuit of him so it'll be interesting to see is he going to join um, Arsenal with Kieran Tierney another um, Scotsman so I think Watford will have to act quickly if they do want to get him yeah absolutely and um, I, I think I, you know, oh yeah sorry go on I, I don't think it'll cost too much either I don't think it'll be for like a it won't be as much for Lewis Ferguson. I think he, we could maybe get him for about one one point five million. Yeah, yeah, I could, I could see, I could see that happening as well. Um, it, it just depends if the board think right. Okay, let's sign Danny Rose, and then if we've got Danny Rose, we don't need anyone else. So it'll be interesting to see what happens in that regard. Um, you know, the lad is obviously talented, as as we spoke about, um, and yeah, it's, it, he can play in left mid as well. Uh, not that we play a uh, left mid with our formation, well, depending on what formation we go in with. But, um, yeah, you know, he's he's definitely one that I, I wouldn't turn my nose up at if, if it did happen. Um, just a couple of players that we've been linked with as well. Now, I'll just reel their names off. So, I've proper sold myself down the river with this one because <laughs> the pronunciation on this, um, I've, had, I've had two beers already. So, this is going to be even harder. But, Osazi... Uh, Hoghide from Sheffield Wednesday. He's a centre-back and he's 19 years old. We've been linked with. Uh, by the way, as well, whilst I'm saying all these, um, you probably noticed already that I haven't, we haven't told you where we've found out this information. If you want to know what the sources of these transfer targets, Ben has very, very kindly put them all on the Instagram and Twitter posts. So if you're wondering where the, who the hell has reported that, um, then, yeah, that's who's reported that. Um, you can find them all on the Instagram and Twitter posts. So, yeah, uh, and we don't want to get sued heavily by people as well. So, yeah, make sure you check that out. Um, another one which surprised me, Ben, Robbie Brady. is at Burnley and soon to be out of contract in the summer. He's a left mid and he's 29 years old. Um, purely because of the fact that he's a left mid and we don't play left mid, I can't see it happening. Um, and he's 29 years old. Uh, I wouldn't mind that one, though, Ben. I don't know what your thoughts are, just quickly on that one. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't see it coming off really. I think it's a, 
he's obviously getting released from Burnley, and I think his agent's trying to get him a move. If I if I see him going anywhere, I see him moving Celtic. I need him. I think I think we've got Zinkan Eagle, we've got Semmer. I think we're going to bring in another winger as well this summer. Um, I don't think it's going to be Robbie Brady. I don't think he's going <laughs> to offer too much. Um, I, he didn't play too much at Burnley. He 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 signed for Burnley for like a club record fee from Norwich at the yeah. time, and he didn't really hit the world a light. Um, if anything, I think he's been a bit of a disappointing signing for them. Um, so, yeah, I don't think I would want him... Well, I, I wouldn't want him at Watford, but I don't also think it's actually going to follow through. I don't think we'll end up signing yeah. him. Yeah, I'd be surprised. I think I saw... I think you put on there, Ben, was it Southampton and Crystal Palace are interested as well? Yeah. Uh, so I can see that more, you know, Crystal Palace maybe playing a 4-4-2. Um, so I, I can see that more probably. Um, one which sort of come about early doors as well and then went quiet but we've been given a very very good reason as to why it's gone quiet and we've not heard anything since Danilo from Palmeiras in Brazil he's a defensive midfielder and he's 20 years old now we had an offer rejected by Palmeiras and they're only willing to open talks with us if um, we offer a sum in excess of £12.8 million. Uh, and that's because they, Palmeiras, with, in Brazil, um, I, I think Italian teams used to do this, but I think Brazil still do it. They only own 70% of Danilo's economic rights. Uh, so Danilo, in his current contract, there's an 85 million pound release clause uh, and that's set to run up until 2025 now he's made 55 appearances in total and he scored three and assisted three and he's won the brazilian cup and the copa libertadores uh, winner as well so he's quite a decorative cv for a 20 year old but a defensive midfielder ben um you know possibly rules out maybe tom cleverly dan gosling sort of player this season um Again, can you see this one coming off? And if so, do you think he'd fit right in and maybe take the place of a Cleverly or a Hughes or a Gosling? Um, I, I think when we were talking earlier and I was saying about losers not going to really be that Kapu replacement, um, Danilo is. Um, he's got the build of Kapu. Um, he's very similar the way he plays. He's a defensive midfielder. He's got long legs as well, just like Kapu. Um and the club is actually in quite a lot of financial trouble as well. Um, and they only really want Watford to up it by another couple of million as well. Um, so if Watford were really keen to get their man, they just need to up it by another million or two. And I think I can see it happening. Um, Pozzo's love a Brazilian um, starlet, don't they? And he's only 20 years of age. I think he's got a lot of potential. And I think he is probably someone who would come into the side straight away. Um I'm not sure loser would maybe start straight away and um, with Chalaber and Husey there, but I, I think Danilo, if we get him in, I think he potentially could. Um, I, I'm excited by this one. Yeah, and you know, I I think maybe that would maybe end us the the chances of Cleverly or a Gosling, which is a real shame because and uh, we won't talk about current players because we could probably do another separate podcast on that. But in terms of, you know, Tom Cleverley, I, I, I would quite like to see him given another go. But then again, does it come back to what I said earlier in the podcast, where you have to be ruthless and say, look, 
you know, you've helped us get up, but you're not good enough for the Premier League. And a lot of people will say, we don't really want to be playing Tom Cleverley. But, you know, from a sentimental point of view, I think Tom Cleverley deserves every chance, you know, he's got. And, um, again, as you said, they, they, they love a startlet from, um, from Brazil. Will it be made harder by the fact of Brexit? As you mentioned earlier in the podcast, it's, it's yet to be seen, but... This one, even though I've never seen a clip of the bloke in my life, this one excites me, you know. Um, <laughs> it really, really does. Um, another player we mentioned earlier, Siriki Dembele, Peterborough, uh, striker, 24 years old. I think it was a local newspaper in Peterborough which said that we were linked uh, amongst another, uh, amongst other clubs as well. Um Sticking with strikers, because as we said, me and Ben earlier in the podcast, we said, don't worry, I'm sure the club aren't just going to sign Ashley Fletcher and that's it. We have been linked with Eddie and Ketia from Arsenal. He's 22 years old, a striker. Now, this one excited me. And funnily enough, um, my best mate um, in, in the village, who I'm going to be working with, uh, Dan Hogg. Um, Hoggy, if you're listening, hope you're doing well, mate. Um, we, we often what we offer often watch a lot of football and I said to him a couple of months ago when the Premier League was still going but the Championship had finished I said I quite like Nketiah because he's a bit of a fox in the box kind of character and you know he seems to be scoring he, he seems to know where the back of the net is and he had a successful loan spell at Leeds which I'll talk about in a minute uh, and lo and behold the link has come up so he's entered the last year of his contract and he'd be available for 15 million now according to Fabrizio Romano who is an absolutely superb journalist on Twitter um, claims to be a Watford fan as well or at least uh, likes Watford very very much and I think Troy Deeney sent him out a shirt it was on Instagram a couple of days ago and um he tweeted a couple of days ago that Arsenal have made a new contract proposal a few days ago, but nothing has been agreed to date. West Ham Palace are also interested with us, but Bayer Leverkusen have been pursuing him to pursuing it for months to sign him on a permanent deal. And Ketia himself has made 65 appearances for Arsenal, scoring 13 goals in all comps. And he had a productive loan spell at Leeds in 1920, scoring five in 19. Now, this one, Ben, this really, really excites me. We know that this season we're going to need a striker that can get you a minimum of 15 goals. I'm going to say Eddie and Ketia can. Yeah. Yeah? You agree? Yeah, no, no, I agree. And I think he's an exciting striker. And I think he's someone Watford should pursue. Um, it's going to be difficult with the teams that you've actually mentioned as well. Uh, maybe they're a bit more, maybe a bit bigger for him to go to. But if he wants to stay local, it's only across a the hedge, isn't it? Um, just needs to go <laughs> over the hedge at London Coney and he's in the Watford training ground. Um, like you say, he, he did brilliant at Leeds unknown. He came back from his loan spell at Leeds and hit the floor running at Arsenal, scored some f- good goals. But what's impressed me as well, doesn't he hold the record for most goals for England under 21s? Does he? Yeah, he I can't stop scoring for him. And with all the other strikers we've actually played for the England under 21s, he's actually set the record. Um, so, yeah, he's a really good striker. Um, and it's nice to see, again, it's it's another promising signing for Watford. Like we said earlier, it's another youngster. They're looking de- to get in the average age. It's a homegrown player. It's a player we all know as well. Um, if I'm honest, I don't see it happening. I don't nah, think Watford will have I. enough about them to get it over the line. But mm. we can dream. If it happens, wow, what a signing. Yeah. Yeah, and like, you know, you, you think... 
You've got Ismail Assar on one side, could have Loser uh, on the other side, you could have Zinkenagel on the other side, you could have, we've got so many people we've been linked with, Ben, you could have an absolute rapid player on the other side, getting those crosses in, Eddie and Ketia will sweep them up and put them in the back of the net, that is the type of player that he is, so I really, really like that one. Like yourself, though, I don't, th- I can't see it coming off. Unfortunately, I hope I'm wrong, but I can't see it coming off. And uh, if we can pull it off, then absolutely brilliant. You know what a signing that would be. And like I say, I'll stick to that prediction. If we do sign him, people feel free to come back to me and say, "Remember that time you said he get 15 goals? If he does flop, then I will happily swallow my uh, swallow my words." But yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that one. Talking of left mids, uh, left wingers, Ben, that we've been linked with, who could potentially be swinging those delicious corners uh, swinging those delicious crosses in for uh, for Eddie and Ketia possibly now this one's a little bit of a, a different one in terms of we've not directly been linked with him it's because of a signing from Udinese so I've got an update on this as well which I've yeah, actually seen in the last couple of minutes good stuff well I'll read it out you can tell me the update Jens Petter Haug or Haug He's a AC Milan, he's a left winger, and he's 21 years old. Now, the information was, Milan are interested in Udinese player Rodrigo Di Paul, who we have also been linked with, as well as Leeds. So, I would absolutely love it if we got him and Leeds didn't, because, haha, Leeds, fuck you. <laughs> um, and they could offer 20 to 25 million, plus Haag. This could then see Haag being sent to Watford via Udinese, which again would be brilliant because it would rattle every fan base in the Premier League saying, you can't do that, that's cheating. Even my mates say it to me. And I'm like, it's not cheating because they own the same team. Um, Haag has made 148 appearances so far. Um, he's scored 40 goals, and this is in his career. He's He will be very familiar with one of our players, Philip Zinkenagel, because he's made 117 appearances for Bodo Glimt. He's made 24 for AC Milan. He's made six for Aylson's FK, and he's weighed one for Milan Primavera. I can only imagine Milan Primavera are pretty much the secondary side to AC Milan. Mm. Um, so, yeah, this could be an interesting one until you're about to tell me that it's off or something. But what, what, what's the information you've got? Also, by the way, Ben has now been upgraded to the chief transfer reporter, as, as me and him speaking about. So, chief transfer <laughs> reporter, Ben Aiton, give us the latest on this one, buddy. Yep, news just in. It's breaking <laughs> news. Um, he's actually just agreed a £35 million transfer with Atletico Madrid. Um, <laughs> f- five-year deal. Um, oh, it looks God. like it's going over a line. Um, so, yeah, um, that's okay. going to affect this deal straight away. So I don't think we'll be seeing how um, coming to Watford unless Watford actually make a... Um, money offer for him um, which is unfortunate because it would have been nice to see him and Zinkenigal in the same side because they both produce crazy um, figures over in Norway so it's a shame it's one that's got away unfortunately yeah that is a shame maybe that paves the way for Rodrigo de Paul then who knows Uh, because we have been linked with him momentarily although the the amount of links that come up between Watford and Udinese you do wonder sometimes whether they're just made up but yeah that is a shame Um, another winger which we've been linked with is Adrian Mbaba he's from Espanyol and he's 29 years old I think that one the the reception that that one got on Instagram was probably justified (laughs) Um, sticking with attacking midfielders 
Ilias Chair from QPR. He's an attacking midfielder and he's 23 years old now. QPR have actually slapped a 13 million price tag on Chair. Uh, Chair has predominantly played as an attacking midfielder in his career, but he can also play left mid, centre mid and defensive midfielder. And he's made 125 career appearances so far, scoring 20 goals. And he joined QPR in 17-18 from Liesk SK in Belgium. Now this one, Ben... An attacking midfielder. I thought Ilias Chair at Loftus Road was their best player, and he absolutely ran the game. Yeah, at Loftus Road and Vicarage Road, I think yes. he ran rings around yes. us yeah. twice. Um, he's up there with um, De Silva of Brentford, who's mm. been one of the best performers against Watford last season. Um, he's someone I'd be very excited if we we do manage to sign. There's other clubs. <clears throat> there's other clubs um, interested though. I think teams back in Belgium. Like the big clubs uh, are yeah. after him as well. Obviously, QPR want to keep hold of their star player because he is their best player. Everything goes through him. Um, if they lose him, I think it would be a massive loss to them. But they're, they're not really made of money, QPR. Um, I think they're still struggling with financial debt from a few years ago and that massive fine they got from when they got promoted to the Premier League when they basically yeah, bought the league. Didn't Harry Redman fucked um, them over big time, yeah. Yeah, so... <laughs> They might, they might be looking to sell still, but I'm not sure. Um, he's a, he's a um, very exciting midfielder. Um, where would you see him fit in at Watford, though? I see only this is it, four. Ben. All these midfielders, you've got to be thinking one's got to be coming out. And do you know my worry? I know... Semmer. Well, I wasn't thinking him, actually. No. Um, I could... Now you've said it, though, I could see it. My worry is Nathaniel Chalaber, Ben. Could yeah. go could go you, to Leicester maybe Newcastle. You know what? I if out of him and Hughesy, I see Chalaber leaving Watford this summer. Yeah, possibly. Uh, I, and look, you know, I couldn't blame Chalaber if Leicester come in again. I don't think they will because they've. I think I saw it the other day Leicester being linked with uh, Philip Coutinho, which is a uh, quite some scalp if they manage to pull it off. But um, if Leicester did come in for Chalaber again. I wouldn't blame him, Ben. I know we've just been promoted to the Premier League, but a chance to play in the... Did they get Europa League in the end? I think they got Europa League, didn't they? They bottled Champions League. But um, the chance to play in Europe, and I'm not saying he'd be a starter there, but he'll go in there with every intention to get a, a starting place. So, you know, I'd be gutted if he did leave, but I, I, just, I don't know why I can just see Chalaba leaving. Um, and I can see Hughesy signing a new contract, hopefully. So... I, again, where do you fit him in is a question. I do worry about this, the influx of midfielders coming in or mm. at least being linked. I, um, it's the same with the next guy as well. The next guy we're is. going to talk about. It is. I, 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 it's another winger that we're linked with, but I don't see him getting the game time to come to Watford. I don't think it's going to happen. Um, but yeah, did you want to introduce this one? Yeah, Harvey Elliott from Liverpool, right winger, 18 years old. Um According to Anfield Central, no official bid has been made as of yet. Uh, well, no official approach because we'd be uh, looking to get him on loan, I think. I think he's on loan anyway, Ben. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So no ap- official approach has been made as of yet. Um, Klopp wants to see how well he does in pre-season, but Brentford are also interested. Now, Harvey Elliott scored against us at Ewood Park earlier in the season. He was brilliant. Um, and he's, he's a brilliant prospect, but... I just can't see it happening, Ben. Right winger, whilst we got Saar, I, I, I just can't see it. He would not start over Saar. 
I'll have the yeah, Liverpool but, fans in my DM show, by the way. But, but, <laughs> what for fans saying he's left-footed, though, so you could easily put him on his left, but he's more affected on the right when he cuts in on his left, isn't he? Um, yeah. And that's where he, he created all those chances uh, for Blackburn. I, I don't see it happening purely because if he is to go out on loan, Klopp will want him to play week in, week out. I don't think that's guaranteed at Watford. I could probably, see that at Brentford, you know. Yeah, definitely. I was going to say that it's more guaranteed at Brentford. So I think it's one we could maybe dream of, but it's not going to happen. Unfortunately, unfortunately. Uh, another one is Rafael Santos Bure from River Plate. He's a striker and he's 25 years old. This one's got a little bit quiet over the last few weeks, uh, but I think he's got double figures this season in uh, in Argentina. So uh, maybe another. It's, th- this is a problem, Roy. You, you can. We know the Pochos like to dip into the European market, but you know if they come over and then don't do well in the Premier League, you know it's an almighty risk. Um, but yeah, it, it, it'll be interesting to see if that one happens. Uh, another one is Kevin Bonifazi from Spal. He's a centre back, 25 what years name. old. Yeah, I know what a name. Yeah, Bonifazi. Um, he uh, he had a brief spell at Udinese as well. So obviously that's where that link has come from. I think any player that's played for Udinese has uh, possibly been linked, although not the best player, which is Bruno Fernandez. I wish he was linked with us. Um, one that I can sort of get a little bit excited about, but I, another one, Ben, personally, I don't see it happening. Daryl DK, Orlando City, you're probably 21 years old. Listeners are probably sitting there thinking, oh, I know that name. Yeah, you do. According to The Athletic, the US international is on Watford's radar. He had a successful loan spell at Barnsley last season, scoring nine goals in 19 league games, and he's also scored eight goals in 17 league games in the MLS too for Orlando City. Now, a lot of people were saying, well, he was crap in the playoffs. How are they judging him off two games, for Christ's sake? He scored nine goals in 19 games, 19 league games. Can you see this one happening, Ben? And if so, would you would you think he'd be successful at Watford or do you, do you think we should look elsewhere? I do see it happening. I, really? I, I only see it happening if it comes towards the end of a transfer window and we haven't really... We haven't we got Eddie from Arsenal. Um, I think he's going to be a bigger target to get in. Um, yeah. And also, I, I see him as maybe a a long-term replacement for Troy Deeney. Okay, yeah. Because um, he's like a, that sort of build sort of thing. Is that what Yeah, you... definitely. But I think Watford would want to try and get him on the cheap, but Orlando City aren't going to have that. I've, I've seen that they've actually quoted about 13, 14 million for him. But he is, he is an exciting youngster, isn't he? Um, I can't believe he's only 21 for the size of him, the build <laughs> he's got. Um, he definitely looks much older. I'd say check his passport. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I read some. I think I read on Transfer Market, which I, I, it's often a godsend. These stats, by the way, that I'm getting are from Transfer Market. And I think Barnsley, the reason that they didn't have him back is they rejected the $20 million. $20 million. Now, that might translating to 13 million pounds that you've just quoted there but 20 million dollars um orlando city wanted for him so is it a too much of a risk possibly who knows maybe uh, but they've, they've turned their attentions elsewhere haven't they i think they've put in a cheeky bid for stipe parisio haven't they for about one 1.5 million so stipe parisio could be playing at oakwell next to the season yeah and I, I, listen i don't want to talk about outgoings too much because this is all about incomings and everything else but a lot of people have been slagging parisio off saying oh he's one of the worst players i saw one guy 
Forrest saying he's one of the worst players that I've seen in a Watford shirt, and he's, you know, a lot of players, a lot of people, sorry, saying, oh, um, take the money and run. I'm just like, whoa, whoa, I get that he didn't play many games, but you can't, I, I thought he was, I thought he was all right, you know, I, I, I get that he didn't play a lot of games, but the fact of the matter is, he didn't have a lot of games to prove himself. So I think the crit- uh, the criticism he's getting is very, very hard. And I think I he's looks- thriving a loan spell. I just yeah. look stupid because I said no, last no. season he's Watford's best striker at the club. <laughs> you, yeah, yeah. Uh, that, we've, we've both said some questionable things. I, I'm still... If, if I had the um, editing ability to do so, I would edit together one long podcast and just put together some absolutely outrageous takes that we've done and then put it out as one episode because there has been plenty. Uh, no one so... wants to listen to that. <laughs> <laughs> no, hopefully not. But yeah, um, I can I can definitely see uh, Steve Paparizzi doing well at, at, at a Barnsley. So yeah. Um, one which has excited many Watford fans, which I, I, I don't... I've not put hardly any notes on this, by the way, because I just don't see it happening. Arnold Danjuma, uh, left winger again. You know, another left winger we're linked with. Uh, you know the name because he's at Bournemouth. He's a 24-year-old. Uh, we're interested in him, according to the Athletic Adam Levensoul's uh, article, which he put out a couple of uh, days ago. Go and check it out if you haven't already. Uh, Bournemouth is said to want 20 million. 20 million for Danjuma. Uh, Seems seems like a no-brainer, but there's going to be so many people interested, isn't there, Ben? Yeah, um, especially after the season he's just had. Um, imagine him on the left and Tara on the right. Oh, um, that's incredible. Um, but yeah, I don't see it happening. There's other clubs interested. I think twenty million is probably a fair amount considering. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Brendia went for about thirty-five, didn't he, to Villa, and um, you saw what kind of season he had. So I think twenty million for. Um, for Dan Juma is an absolute steal if I'm totally honest and it would be absolutely fantastic if we signed him because that's another one we would have got from Bournemouth <laughs> yeah exactly he scored 17 goals in 35 games that is literally like almost half like a goal every two games sort of thing my maths is crap so people are probably laughing at me but yeah I think that's the ratio um, but yeah I can't see it happening I really can't uh, another one Ben, you've you've got more of an update on this one for me. Um, well, for the listener, sorry. Ik Ugbo or Ek Ugbo. He's from Chelsea. He's just spent on the, the season loan at Cirque Bruges. As uh, me and Ben found out when we tweeted about it, we had the Belgian <laughs> fans in our replies that they, they were all right. To be fair to him, uh, 22 years old striker. Um, and he's had a successful loan spell at Circle Bruges, scoring 17 goals in 34 appearances. Now, that is literally half the ga- goals in games. Ugbo's also enjoyed successful loan spells at Roda JC, scoring 13 in 29. Now, um, we also, the article from The Athletic also said that it looked as if that it was us and then another European club and that the European club was sort of edging closer. Now, Ben has got an update, but just before Ben gives us that update, the article did also say that we'd be keeping a close eye on Ugbo's teammate, Sammy Abrahams, but I can't see us paying 40, 50 million for him. He would get us minimum 15 goals in the Premier League. There is without a shadow of a doubt, but I just can't see us spending the money on him. So we'll just, we'll say it. We'll say thank you. Can't see it happening. But Ben, what's what's the update you've got for us on EK Ugbo? They won't really say there was much truth in it or Watford were looking elsewhere, but Watford Observer have actually said that there's still interest there. Um, 
I use a website where I get quite a lot of the rumours and all the links to um, Watford potential signings. I'm not yeah. going to say it. Um, I was going to say, don't say keep it close. we'll be out of a job then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm going to keep it close to my, my chest. But um, I've, I've seen on there that Watford is still interested and it's one Watford are one of three clubs. Um, he's, he's on holiday at the moment. Um, he's looking to decide his future within the next week or so. Um, so it's definitely one to monitor. Um, he's actually had loan spells in England before at MK Dons as well. And Scotty um, as well, I think. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how he does. I think he's another exciting prospect. And I think he's a, someone who slot into a Watford side straight away. I think he's a poacher. Most of his goals come in that penalty box. He's very rarely scoring goals outside the penalty box. So he's not that kind of striker. Mm. Um, he's, he's a goal poacher. He's in and around a six-yard box. So, yeah, it'll be exciting to see what he can do in a Watford shirt. But I think I think there's legs on this one. I think we could potentially get him. There we go. And I don't think the, and I don't think the fee would be too much either. There we go, straight from the chief transfer reporter's mouth. There is legs on this one. Keep your eyes peeled. Ike Ugbo could be coming to Watford FC, ladies and gents. 22 years old as well, don't forget. So he's got plenty of experience. He scored goals where he's gone. Uh, Premier League will be a real test for him. Uh, the last rumour, which I'm going to touch upon very quickly because we've sort of spoken about the, um, we've spoken about him already. Ashley Young, 35 years old, into Milan. Um, Move looks to be all but off with Danny Rose, all but confirmed. Uh, I don't know if he's been confirmed whilst we've been recording, but I don't think so because um, I've not seen anything in the group chats or anything. So um, Young's in talk with Burnley, um, having played with Deutsch at Watford. Deutsch was his captain at Watford. Uh, yes, I am really old. Um, and uh, Inter have also offered him a new contract as well. Uh, so, you know, there's a few murmurs here and about, like here and there, saying that there's potentially we are still in for him and he's still sort of, um, he's sort of toying with his options, so to speak. But I think the Danny Rose move all but confirms that the, the, the move for Ashley Young is, is off the cards. Um, so I, I don't know if you've got anything more to add to that, Ben, but are you, you happy? You. You are you gutted that he wouldn't be returning, or are you happy because we've now got a more suitable replacement for him? I wouldn't say I'm gutted. I, I think we've got a better replacement. If I'm totally honest, I think Danny Rose is a an upgrade on Ashley Young. So, yeah, I, I'm quite happy that we're not pursuing it anymore. Especially if he wanted silly amounts of money, look, we can't we can't afford to do that nowadays. So, yeah, I'm I'm happy with um, what we're doing so far. Yeah, yeah. Well. That concludes the transfer target segment. So, as I said before, a massive, massive thank you to my co-host who, um, who has done an absolutely brilliant job on collating all of this information and putting it out as soon as possible and hopefully putting it out before you, you like, for the first time that you guys see and, you know, hopefully you're saying to your workmates or your work colleagues, oh, we've been linked with this player, we've been linked with this player and it's because of the tweets that Ben's been putting out. So, hopefully a few then come off so we can start looking good uh, but yeah no massive thank you to uh, to Ben before we end the podcast with the questions from you guys um, it is the 15th of June tomorrow Wednesday the 16th of June at 9am the Premier League fixtures are released so we're not going to go into too much depth we are literally going to say Ben I'm going to ask you who you want on the opening day who you want on boxing day and who you want on the last game of the season now I've chosen those three because personally they're the three that I look at and I think a lot of fans look at when the fixtures come out so 
if you can give me those three, that'd be brilliant, Ben. Opening game of the season, who do you want? Bournemouth. Oh, no, wait, sorry. <laughs> sorry, I, 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 sorry I, I forgot they didn't get promoted. Are they in the Premier League season? <laughs> are they, are they, oh, no, they're not, are they? <laughs> uh, yeah. Gutted. That's a shame. Um, I, I would actually want Liverpool first game of the season at home um, purely because I, I was ill when we beat them at the Vic, that 3-0 victory and then of COVID hit after that and we couldn't get to the Vicarage Road ever again. Um, so I, I kind of want Liverpool first game of the season just so it's like we've never been away in a Prem as well because um, we've not been to the Vic last season by those two games that were... Only a few fans could go to. Um, so, yeah, I want Liverpool first game of the season. Boxing Day. I wouldn't mind if we were away on Boxing Day, only because it would give me more time to actually spend with the family instead of yeah. like, running off to a game. Um, so I want us to be away. I, I wouldn't care where we were. Give me you, no, you, away. I was going <laughs> to say, yeah, you want one that's far away, Ben, so you're not tempted. You're not thinking, oh, I could actually get there. You exactly. want Newcastle or, I don't know, like Brighton or someone. They, they tend to do local ones, though, don't they? So yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if we get Chelsea again on Boxing Palace, Day. We've, possibly, we've had that a few yeah. times, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then last game of the season... I don't want a big boy club. I don't want like a Norwich where it's going to come down to maybe I saw them staying up. I'll give me someone like Burnley. Give me Burnley at home. Yeah, yeah, Burnley at home because Burnley away, we cannot win at Turf Moor. Our record yeah. there is horrendous. But yeah, our, our running last season, uh, no, the nineteen twenty season in the Prem, that last few games, they absolutely shafted us. So I'm, I'm, I'm in complete agreement with you there. Opening day of the season uh, for myself, I want to try and get down to it. I've, I've, I've not renewed my season ticket because of priorities elsewhere. I've obviously um, going to be buying a property, so I, I'm not renting, so I'll have mortgage payments and everything, so I won't be able to afford afford the luxury of both, unfortunately. So um, no season ticket for me. So I would quite like a home game, um, and I would look to get down to that as well. If we're at home, I wouldn't want Aston Villa because that would really be taking the piss. The fact that we got Aston Villa, but we're home when I could have just travelled away. But <laughs> let's go with let's go with Norwich at home first game of the season because our record against Norwich recently, we, we can't seem to lose against them. And I've probably just jinxed it by saying that. But yeah, let's go with Norwich first, first game of the season um, at home. If we're going to be away, I would take Leicester or Aston Villa because... It depends where I'm living. If I'm still living in Nottinghamshire, Leicester will be perfect. Villa, brilliant away day and everything else. And hopefully we can get revenge on that 2-1 defeat earlier in the season. I think that was my last away game. Um, Boxing Day, I would want... I, I'm not really bothered who we get. I just want to be able to enjoy Christmas. So give me another easy one. Um, <laughs> Crystal Palace, they're in the shit at the moment. Uh, so, yeah, give me Crystal Palace. We had Crystal Palace one boxing day. I think it was under Mazzari. And I think we won 1-0. I think Troy Deeney scored a penalty. That was that his, his goal, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. That's it, yeah. Um, I won... I think I won a bet that day. I won an accumulator. And I think I won, like, 200 quid. So, that was a good day. So, if we could replicate that this season, if anyone's listening, if anyone... That paid for your train ticket, didn't it? Exactly. So, <laughs> if, if anyone's got the power to decide the fixtures or anything... Give us Crystal Palace at home on Boxing Day, please, and and maybe have a word with a couple of other Premier League teams so I can win another bet. But uh, last game of the season, again, don't want anyone too tough. Uh, let's go with 
Who are we going with? Um, who's in Who's in the Premier? Let's go with Brentford. Brentford at home. We'll go with last game of the season. So yeah, that's who I want. So don't forget, ladies and gents, the fixtures are out 9 a.m. tomorrow morning. So yeah, I'll be looking forward to that one. I'll also be looking uh, as well when we get Man City because I am not looking forward to that one. Let's put it that way. Um, but yeah. We appreciate it's been a, a long podcast, but we are now going to end on a few questions that we've got from you guys. It's been a long time since you've answered your questions. First question we've received um, is from Jacob Deacon. Jacob asks, what are you most excited about ahead of the Premier League season? Ben, anything in particular about the Premier League season? Maybe seeing the big boys again at the Vic or just being in the elite league in, in, in the world or anything in particular for, for yourself about the Premier League um, that you're looking forward to? I think it's just going to be seeing the calibre of players that you see in the Premier League, isn't it? The players that you, you see coming to Vicarage Road um, like the, from the size of obviously Man City and Liverpool and Manchester United and etc. where you don't really get to see that in the Championship. So yeah, especially off the back of the Euros where we've, we're watching the Euros and you're seeing really good football and some of the players that are in the Premier it's like oh, I've, I'd really like to watch him live next season yeah absolutely um, so, so that'd be it for me yeah I think with myself it's just the, the luxury of being in the Premier League again I think you hit the nail on the head earlier Ben the fact that before the pandemic started, we were in the Premier League. We've had a season of football behind closed doors, no fans other than those two games where there was a splattering of fans allowed in. And then hopefully the next time that we're back in the week at full capacity, we're back in the Premier League. So it's like it never happened. And I think a lot of people look at Watford and they, they always write us off. I noticed that you know, we, we book his favourites to go down already. That's to be expected because we've just come back, back up from the Premier League. I totally understand that. But I like, I like sort of proving people wrong. Those five years we were in the Prem before, every season we got sort of tipped to go down. And it took five years for the bookies to actually get it right and the pundits to get it right. So I just like that. And the fact of we always beat a big six in inverted commas side every season. I'm looking forward to those sort of nights at Vicarage Road. You know, if we play a Tottenham in under the lights or we play an Arsenal under the lights or Chelsea or whatever and, and, and we get the um, and, and, and we get the win that we're looking for. So it's um, it's it's going to be really, really interesting um, as another plane flies over. Uh, it's going to be really, really interesting to, to be back in the Premier League and uh, also hopefully beating those big scalps again. Uh, so, yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to the most in the Premier League. So, yeah, um, Mike Hart sent a question in here from Twitter saying, do you think we've seen goal of the tournament already in terms of the Euros? So, a Euros question, Ben. Uh, and I assume he's referring to the Sheik goal, I think it's Sheik, Sheik goal against Scotland. So, do you think that's a goal of the tournament so far, Ben? A hundred percent, yeah. What a fantastic goal. The vision, it was like David Beckham-esque, wasn't it? Or mm. or someone pointed out on my Twitter yesterday, it was more like Chris Eagle-esque. <laughs> what a great, great vision um, for him just to spot him off uh, off his line. But at, I heard an interview with him after the game. He said he, he saw Marshall come off his line a few times like that in the game earlier. On, and he just thought, I'll just give it a go if it comes to me. And what a finish um, what was the keeper doing anyway I know we've had a big discussion about this on our WhatsApp group we're not going to go into oh, the details John. now but um, 
goalkeeper. Yeah, I don't know what he was doing. Um, but yeah, um, goal of a season, 100%. I don't think there's anyone else that really compares with it. We've seen good goals, um, but nothing like that. Yeah, no, that that, that was that was something special, that was. And, um, you know, Mike also asked, is there anyone at the Euros that you've seen so far? Uh, he's put affordable lol, because we could literally say Ronaldo here. But he said, anyone that jumps out in your mind that you'd quite like Watford to sign? And to be honest, that Sheik, and I know he's at Leverkusen, but he's 25 years old. He scored nine goals in 29 games for Leverkusen. And then before that, he was at RB Leipzig. And he'd scored 10 goals in 22. So he'd had a spell at um, Sampdoria as well. 11 goals in 32 games. So again, you know, he knows where the back of the net is and he's 25 years old. So it's um, he's probably the one, from my point of view, that I wouldn't mind us signing. But to drag him from Leverkusen to Watford, is that possible? Possibly not. I don't know if there's anyone else that you've seen, Ben, at the Euros that you look of and you wouldn't mind seeing in a Watford show. That is affordable. But for me, that Sheik, really, I really like the look of him. I've not seen too many games. I've probably seen about four four matches. Um, someone who I did watch last night um, for Sweden, actually, was mm. Alexander Isaac, the, the young striker they've got up top. I, I think he's 21 years yeah. of age. Um, very, very, very good player. Yeah, I, I didn't realise how good he was. Uh, I looked into him a bit more after the game last night. He scored a hatful of goals for Ralph Sosio, Dad. He's actually sc- scored six goals for Sweden as well already, and he's only 21 years of age. Um, he's been playing first team football since he was like 16, 17, and at every club he's been at, I think he's been at like four clubs already. He scored like double figures for him. Mm-hmm. Um, he looks a really exciting prospect, and with Watford being in a market for a striker, I think, and he, he could be affordable as well, especially at Real Sociedad. Am I right in thinking Real Sociedad are they in just being promoted back into La Liga? Um, did they have a spell out of the top flight? Uh, Real Sociedad, I believe, uh, were in La Liga uh, as it stood. They finished fifth in La Liga last season. Okay. So yeah, they they've got I think it's they've got Europa League. So they they qualified through the group stage. Um, they were quite some way off Villarreal in fourth, but. Yeah, like you said, uh, Isaac is um, Alexander Isaac. His name, seventeen goals in thirty-four games for Real Sociedad this season. What's um, that? Thirteen top, top goal scorer, wasn't he? He he must have been with those. Here's one that will blow your mind: Willem two in uh, Holland. I think they are thirteen goals in sixteen appearances, and then he played for AIK Stockholm. Ten goals in twenty-four appearances. So, That's what I mean. Double figures for all these teams yeah. that he's played at, and he's, yeah, he's, he's started his career very young, and he just looks really good. And like Sweden didn't have many opportunities last night, no, but he did, just looked very lively. And, goat as well. Yeah. Mm. Um, he's also asked on a bacon sandwich, which oh, I absolutely devoured one on Sunday morning before the England game. Are you a red or a brown sauce man? For me, there's only one answer, Ben. It's brown sauce all day. Yes, thank you. Um, makes the flavour come alive, and then for me, it's red sauce and sausages. Okay, okay, I can I can work with that. I mean, I uh, again, uh, I, I mentioned him earlier in the pod. My mate Dan, I literally spend most of my weekends with him, uh, and he absolutely hounded me for having bacon, uh, brown sauce on a bacon sandwich. He swears by red sauce on it. I'm like, no, Dan, you've got it wrong, mate. It's brown sauce all day. It is brown sauce all day. Um, next question we've received from James Hurst on Twitter. 
<laughs> the first one made me laugh because he said favourite J2O flavour. Now, James, I haven't drank a J2O <laughs> since I was about, I don't know, 12. Um, I've been drinking beer since. So it's, um, yeah, it's been a while, but orange and passion fruit all day. Uh, yeah, I, my brother used to swear by the the ones with with glitter in them, but um, yeah, it's got to be orange and passion fruit. I did on that note as well, by the way, with J2Os. I did see someone. Uh, well, I saw a, a page on Instagram which regularly posts memes, um, because I'm obviously very very easily entertained. But um, someone apparently referred to a J2O as a J20, and that proper mess with my head. Like, wh- who are these people? They need locking up big time. Um, <laughs> Next question, we've received um, George White, another regular listener. Ben, if you could pick one transfer target we've been linked with, who, uh, linked with sorry, who would you choose? Oh, it's such a tight one, isn't it? It is, one? isn't it? Um, Dan Juma. Yeah, yeah, it's got to be Dan Juma, and he's really, really exciting. And I think you summed it up perfectly, Ben. If Sar stays and, um, and Dan Juma was to come in, that would be one hell of a, a strike force. And, I think Dan Juma for me as well with uh, Eddie and Ketty are closely followed in seconds. Uh, that brings me on nicely to the next question. Catherine Jones has said, do you think Star, Star will stay, Ben? Yeah, no, definitely. I think if we stayed in the Championship, uh, there was every every possibility that he was going to leave uh, and go to a, a club back in the Premier League or to another league elsewhere. Um, with us being back in the Prem, um, he's definitely going to stay. I think he'll do the whole season as well. Um, so yeah I think he'll stay at Watford if we do well if we finish maybe mid-table or something who knows we could potentially keep hold of him for another season but a good season with Saar playing week in week out he could add to his value as well and there could be an interesting time in the season where Gino gets a really good offer um, for Saar he's definitely going to start the season with Watford though yeah, no. Sorry, I have to laugh. Whilst you're answering that question, I'm stood in my kitchen because uh, it's no secret that me, I've been having a, a few connectivity issues. So I've been moving about the house and I'm in the kitchen and I've just looked down and we've had this stray cat that's been turning up for quite some time to the house and it's actually come inside now and it's eating our actual cat's food. Um, so I have to laugh and I have to share it with you guys as well. Uh, what he's going to say mind. is unplugged your internet. <laughs> it could be the reason why. It could be chewing through the cables of absolute bastard um, next question um, I think we've answered this one before by the way but Hornet Shane says favourite ice cream flavour I think we have answered this because we both said the same answer but it's got to be mint chocolate chip mint chocolate chip yeah. yeah all day long yeah. all day long thanks Shane yeah yeah got to be no flavour comes close absolutely none whatsoever and then we'll end on one question we do understand we, we, we do appreciate everyone has sent loads of questions in we'd love to be able to but we've spent that long recording we just don't want you to be put to sleep by my joining brummy accent so we we've we've sort of cut a few of the questions we will answer them at some stage though uh, we we have tended to if we've not been able to answer the questions we'll probably look at doing them in the next available episode and um, the last question we're going to finish on is from another regular listener is caroline and she said who do you think will be favorite for the captain armband and why um very very interesting pl- uh, question because i don't think troy is going to play much this season so would it be him? I don't know. I would actually say it's so difficult because you don't know how we're going to line up. I wouldn't mind Backman getting it 
because he's very, very vocal and he's not afraid. He's not afraid to have a bollock. He's not afraid to bollock a few players. So that's my question. Uh, that's my answer. Sorry, your answer on that one, Ben. Um, I think we're going to start the season with Troy Deeney as club captain. Um, when he's not in the side, though, who's going to pick up that armband? <clears throat> I think it's going to be Tom Cleverley for me. Um, he led by example all season. He fully deserves the opportunity to be captain in the Premier League. Um, so, yeah, my hat's going on Tom Cleverley. Very, very interesting pick there, Ben. And uh, I can see why, you know, we, we talked about earlier that he might not even get a start with all these midfielders coming in. Um, just just whilst we're on that subject, Ben, do you, can you... <sighs> Can you see him? I, I want to ask, can you see him staying? Because I don't know where else he'd go. But do you think he will get many games this season, Ben? Or do you think we'll probably look for maybe a younger option? Um, I, I still think he's important to his Watford side. I, I, I think during tough times in the season, he was the one who was pulling us through the mud and getting us through to the other end. Um I think he's, he's still good enough for the Premier League. Yes, we've been linked to a lot of midfielders and that, and maybe some of these midfielders can offer more than um, Tom Cleverley in like technical ability, but if they wouldn't add more passion to the club than Tom um, Cleverley, you, you can't buy that passion um, that Tom Cleverley brings to the football club. Um, I think he could be a starter still. Um, it'd be interesting to see how we line up first game of the season, but I, I do think there's a there's a place in that Watford starting eleven for Tom Cleverley. Yeah, I'd I'd quite like to. I'd I'd be safe in the knowledge knowing that you know Tom Cleverley will get game time, and um, yeah, hopefully he he does because as you say, he was absolutely pivotal. Um, in in the team going up and he was always saying look you know we got you down so we want to get you back up again so yeah it's going to be interesting to see what happens in that respect um but yeah we we listen we really really do appreciate as always i'm starting to sound like a bit of a broken record here i've not said it for a month so that's why i'm saying it again uh, we really really do appreciate the um the questions that have been sent in and apologies we haven't got round to everything we do appreciate it has been a little bit of a longer podcast but you know we've we're always um you know linked with loads and loads of players over the course of the transfer window so we really do appreciate if you have stayed through this whole podcast we really do appreciate it let us know what you thought if you'd lasted the duration and uh myself and ben will be back in the not so distant future whether it's reacting to Maybe, I don't know, the first game of the season. Maybe it's reacting to a transfer special part two where we talk about players that have actually signed as opposed to just transfer targets. We don't know. Me and Ben will decide that and obviously communicate that with you guys that follow us. So, uh, yeah. But we really, really do appreciate it. The first proper, you know, Watford chat in a month. And uh, hopefully it's not too of a bad fixture release day tomorrow and we can talk about, you know, getting Burnley on the first day and having an absolutely brilliant start to the campaign. But yeah, from myself and Ben, thank you very, very much for listening to the podcast as always. And uh, yeah, we can't wait for this season that's coming up. So take care, guys. Enjoy the rest of your week and come on, you horns.
Social Podcast Network.